train troubles? No, not even. Not even? <laughs> I was ready at like 9.45. Yeah. That's when I like hit you up. I was like, yo, I'm going to be a little late. That's me getting caught on the hot mic by my producer Cameron. He caught me walking into our taping an hour late, which sucks. I'm that guy who's always late to everything, not just to tapings, but to meetings, missing deadlines, even when we plan to hang out afterwards, I can't make it on time. It's gotten so bad lately that even when we were scheduling this taping, Cameron was giving me that look like, yo, you sure you're going to make it? So it's not that I'm lazy. It's that everything I plan to do, and I plan to do a lot, ends up taking way longer than I expect. Take this morning, for example. I didn't feel like I got to spend enough time with the wifey the night before, so I waited for her to get ready so we can commute to the city together. It's not my fault. I legit didn't think it was going to set me back that much. And I wonder about this a lot. I want to be a reliable worker and a good husband. The type to bring home that halal bacon, you know what I mean? But I also want to be present, too, and not be in that constant scramble. So I got to know, is it too late for me? A 30-year-old guy who's been like this since he was a teenager? What can I actually do to fix this? Hello and welcome to Man Up. I'm your host, Amin Ismail, and on this episode, I'm going to try and be on time for the first time in my life. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Life help. So a quick Google search for work-life management help, and it already feels like I'm going nowhere fast. But Cameron did say he found someone who he thinks could help. My name is Bridget Schulte, and I'm a journalist and author. And uh, I wrote a book called Overwhelmed, Work, Love, and Play When No One Has the Time, about time pressure and why it's so hard to have work-life balance. I can't believe you didn't include the fact that you won a Pulitzer in your bio. I would start with that, personally. (laughs) Bridget is now the director of the Better Life Lab at New America, where she's trying to solve all of the problems she wrote a book about. She blocked off an hour to talk to us, already feeling like I've got a lot I can learn from her. So, I mean, we were supposed to start this interview at 930. Um, (laughs) You you wouldn't believe it, but when we were planning it, all of my producers were just glaring at me in the meeting. They were like, amen, are you going to get here on time? (laughs) <laughs> that, that that should just give you a little bit of insight into the the disarray that my life is currently in. Uh, well, I, I have to be perfectly honest. You know, I wrote a book about time because I guess you write books about the things that you that you most need to learn about. And I'm delighted that I was here on time this morning. So I struggle with that myself. Before Bridget wrote the book, she felt like she was being pulled in every direction by all of her responsibilities. Even though she was by all standards overachieving, she finished every workday feeling guilty and inadequate. For a piece for the Washington Post magazine, she talked to a time-use researcher who told her that as a woman, she had 30 hours of leisure time a week, and that men had 40 hours a week. When she told him that that couldn't possibly be true with her life, he challenged her to keep a time diary and to share the results. 
I hated it. I did not want to do it. I'm not really a detailed type person, and I never wanted to plan. You know, I wanted to be open to life and spontaneous. And part of why I resisted it is here was this guy, this time use expert, telling me that I had 30 hours of leisure a week. And if I didn't feel like I had it, I was really afraid that, that you know, he would be right. And he did find 27 hours of what he called leisure. And I literally burst into tears because it was like 10 minutes here and five minutes here and little bits of garbagey time. After she posted her piece, she got waves of mail from readers who said they had the same problem, that they felt like they had too much to do and not enough time to do it. It's exactly how I feel all the time. This inner conflict that I have between my work life and my home life clash often. Uh, and one of the ways that I try and extend my, my home life is I'll just stay up later. I'll just want to, I don't want to go to sleep because I know that when I wake up, I'll have to go to work. So a lot of the time <laughs> I'll just stay up until 1 a.m., sometimes 2 a.m., just mm. watching TV or just, you know, sitting on the couch, maybe in silence or, or writing notes or whatever. So what you're describing is what people would call work-to-family conflict, you know, when work gets in the way mm. of time at home and family. And it's really, it's unfortunate. It's very common. It's common for men and for women. Mm-hmm. And I think it goes back to the culture that we're living in and what we get rewarded for. Um, you know, we haven't figured out how to measure good knowledge work, you know, um, is it five podcasts or is it a certain number of audience clicks? It's, it's very hard to, to measure good work. And so oftentimes we default to kind of the old factory method of hours, hours worked and hours of presence in the office. So you've kind of got this internal clash between what you think you should be doing to be excellent at work and what it might really take. And I have to tell you, what it might really take is pushing against the status quo. And that's very scary to do. And it's hard to do on your own. So what are some things that I can do here? I I feel like I'm finally in a place where I want to have like a radical change to my lifestyle. Uh, Can you give me some actionable tips on how I can do that? So a couple things, uh, what behavioral science would say is that we have a present bias, that we as humans, the present moment is so real and salient for us that even though we may want to be well-rested the next day, even though that might be, uh, we know that that's a good goal, in the present moment, it's so much more powerful to sit there at one in the morning watching TV, feeling exhausted and stressed out and like dreading going back to work. And so it's like we've got this clash between our present and future selves. And so to first be aware of it, and then secondly, to set defaults that help us make the right choice in the moment that will really help us in the long run. And so that might be something that I would suggest you think about doing, like what would be a default that would work for you, that would help you um, you know, leave work at a certain hour, that would help you, uh, you know, get to bed at a certain hour. Yeah. One of the things that I was thinking about trying was trying to fulfill the five daily prayers that Muslims are supposed to do. Um, Mm -hmm. So so in Islam, you're supposed to pray five times at five specific uh, windows of time every single day. Well, it's a beautiful tradition. And so when is the last time that you would pray? Is there like an evening kind of prayer? Between like 8.30 and 9.30. So could that be kind of a signal to you that now it's time to get ready for bed? 
Could you do your yeah. 8.30 or 9.30 prayer? And then that's when you shut down your screens. Mm-hmm. That's when you maybe make a cup of tea. Maybe you connect with your with your wife. You have conversation or it's time to read. But that's the signal that it's time to kind of start shutting down. Yeah, yeah. You know, I hate to say this because I'm so not a planner, but, but planning mm. is an incredible ally at this point. So clear, be clear about your priorities and then put them in your calendar. Actually schedule them. And, I, you know, I'm a work in progress on this as well. But, you know, we, we start on Monday and we'll think I've got this big project to do. And then if you don't actually create the space for it in your calendar, you like what, we're going on a wing and a prayer that we're actually going to do it? So if you begin to more intentionally schedule, it actually brings so much of the stress levels down. Wow. That sounds like it might actually work. So it's 11 a.m. You were late to work, so we're off to a bad start. 10, 10, 15 minutes. Okay. So I need to rewrite the monologue for this episode. So lunch at 12.30. Are we squeezing any prayers into this? Yes. 1.15. 1.15. I will pray. Maybe this will be a good time to call wifey. But I mean, we also should record that monologue. Are, are there any other obligations on your calendar? Yes. I got to drink a tall-ass glass of water. I should pray us at 4 o'clock. At 4 o'clock, okay. Okay, and then at 7, I got to head to Maplewood. I guess I should eat dinner at 9.30. <laughs> and then, my day over, nope, I have to do a video edit. Oh, I also oof, have to edit some photos. You have to do that today? I have to do that tonight, yeah. Do you have bedtime scheduled? 1 a.m. <laughs> 1 a.m.? Yeah. Oh, there it is. I had to scroll to, like, the next day. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest with you, I'm still super paranoid, to be honest. Um I I do <laughs> still struggle. <laughs> I struggle to get to places on time, and um, mm. I am constantly not wanting to turn down opportunities that excite me because I genuinely want to go and participate. But what I end up doing is disappointing other people because I don't end up going. <laughs> I just can't mm. sometimes, mm-hmm. and. I feel like I don't necessarily have control over my time. So you really need to think about yourself. Take that time to pause, you know, and and whether it's like take a couple breaths, but like what's really important to you? Mm. Um, you know, if you're if you're just always looking for the next bright, shiny thing, there's there's hundreds of shiny things out there. <laughs> uh, you know, if you're That's afraid, so my that if, you know, if you're afraid of like. <laughs> Well, but and if you're so much of the time we're afraid, like if we say no to this one, it will never come back around again. And I can say now that I'm, you know, old enough, you know what, it does come back around again. You know, take a week where you don't say yes to anything and see how that feels. And then maybe next week, say yes to one thing. Try one thing that whole week that was that that would be the bright, shiny thing. Just pick one thing and give it all of your attention and time. And say no to everything else. So I made this list of priorities. Check it out. Number one, be present for my wife. 
Running around, I feel like I'm rushing phone calls, meals, and evening time, and I need to learn how to ignore everything else when it's her time. Number two, I gotta come to work on time. I gotta hit deadlines. I can't give Cameron any more reason to try and catch me on the hot mic. Number three, I gotta eat real food, not just trash, and not let any of my other priorities get in the way. And number four, this one's gonna sound a little lame, but I gotta up my Instagram followers. You probably don't know this, but in another life, I was a street photographer, and I still sell prints on the side on Instagram, so I gotta keep track of that. So, I have a total of 20 items blocked out on my calendar. I'm feeling confident, maybe a little overconfident, but we'll find out how I did after the break. So, if you couldn't tell by now, we're going to be doing things a little differently for season two. We need your help to figure out what we're talking about next. We're looking for folks who wouldn't mind coming on the show to explain how they too are a work in progress. For a future episode, we want to hear from fathers of teenage daughters. We're trying to figure out how to talk to their daughters about dating and sex, and how to deal with their own feelings about it too. If that's you or someone you know, contact us at 805-626-8707. That's 805-MANUP07. Or you can email us at manup at slate.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, so how did it go yesterday? Awful, Cameron. Awful. <laughs> how do you think it went? I don't know. Uh, I missed the Dor prayer. We, I didn't get the monologue rewritten on time. I didn't do the thing that I had to do right after it either. So what happened after work? Uh... Everything started to fall apart, man. I I went to my first appointment, and that that went well. I was only fifteen minutes late. Uh, I I tried to get back some of that time by skipping the prayer. I was planning on going home praying oh, first. Okay. So I was like, okay, I'm not gonna have time to do this now. I'm gonna try and just make it to that appointment. Yeah. Uh, while I was on the way, uh, wifey called and asked for a favor. She wanted to get picked up from the train station. Yeah. At seven thirty. So I was like, okay. Well, that means. I'm going to be late to the next appointment. Yeah. But maybe I can pick her up. That's what I thought. Maybe I could pick her up. We can go together. Picked her up. She kind of had a rough day, so we started talking about it. That took some time. Mm-hmm. Uh, at a certain point, I, I had to just call it and decide that I wasn't going to make it to this thing and that my priorities at that moment changed. Yeah. That uh, it wouldn't have been reasonable to say, I got to stick to this plan because I have to show up to this thing because it's written down. Yeah. It felt like at that moment, it felt more important to spend some quality time with wifey. Everything just took more time than I thought it would. And okay. as soon as one thing got lot, like dislodged from the schedule, everything started to fall apart. It was really, really hard. So... 
so I'm absolute trash at estimating how long it takes to get anything done. I got almost everything checked off my list, but writing took twice as long as I wanted it to, and so did my extracurricular work. Bridget actually knows why this keeps happening. The second behavioral science kind of uh, heuristic or whatever that, that, that I want to talk about, it's actually one of my favorite ones. It's called the planning fallacy. So we as humans, we don't plan very well. And when we do plan, we are really terrible at it. We are terrible at estimating how long something is going to take. We are terrible at figuring out when we're going to finish it. And I am so guilty of this. I embrace the planning <laughs> fallacy. It is my thing. So so that's an, that it is totally empowering to realize like, wow, I suck at this and that's okay. So stop over-promising things. Um, and so what you can do, you know, to recognize that you've got the planning fallacy is when you're looking at what your priorities are, you know, figure out where they go in your calendar, uh, but then also create uh, an hour or two or however long you need every week of what's called Slack. Just create open space in your calendar. And that's to catch all the things that you thought you'd do by Tuesday and are still not done by Friday afternoon or if there was an emergency that came up Wednesday. So whatever you were going to do on Wednesday didn't mm. get done. So kind of create that flexibility. Just build it in. Build it in as a default into your calendar so that you'll be much more likely come Friday evening to be able to say, I got everything done. So back to the experiments. I decided to try again with planning out my day. And like the first time, I started with thinking about my priorities, then putting everything that I had to do that day on a calendar. But this time, I scheduled in time to slack. Yeah, I know, because I'm trying to make myself more productive, it sounds counterintuitive to schedule lazy time. But it actually ended up making a big difference. How'd it go yesterday compared to the day before? Okay, so I feel two things about this. Yeah. The first thing is, I got a lot less work done. Uh-huh, sure. Right, which I don't know if I'd count that as a win. But on the other hand, I felt much better about it. This uh, is interesting. Yeah, I booked a lot more time for our things uh, than I did the day before. Yeah. So, for example, I was like, I'm going to take an hour for lunch instead of 45 minutes, or I'm going to spend two hours on this script instead right. of just 45. Right. And I was able to get all those tasks done for the most part. Uh, every th I had just more garbage time in between. Yeah. And I think because I scheduled that, I felt better. I wasn't as anxious. Do we need to adjust the priorities list and add, like, well-being <laughs> <laughs> to it? Um, yeah, but that also sounds soft, right? It sounds soft, but I don't know. I think you'd like prioritizing that. If I had to give myself a letter grade for how my days went, I'd say the first try, even though I got more done, would get an average C. I still felt rushed and was showing up late to everything. But for the second try, I'd go with the better than usual B. I wasn't on time with everything, but I'm improving. I'm also thinking a little differently about what I consider to be a successful day. So that might have more to do with it than I originally thought. But Bridget still had one more piece of advice for me. 
you know, what, some of the best advice that I ever got is you can't manage time. You know, don't even try to manage time. That's, you know, a misnomer. Mm. But you can manage your priorities and your expectations. And honestly, that's what I struggle with the most. It's like I, I know what my priorities are, but man, do I have outsized expectations <laughs> of what I can really do and, and what I want to do. And, you know, so it's – um. So I guess the last thing that I would leave you with, and I, probably the most important thing that I've learned, is compassion. You know, somebody asked me, what's your best time management tip? And that's compassion, because this is hard, and we live in a country that doesn't make it easy. And so we're going to fail over and over and over again. And the most important thing is to forgive yourself and get back up and try again. Wow. I'm going to print that out and hang it above my cubicle. <laughs> You think I'm kidding, but I'm not. I'm actually going to print that out. (laughs) And that's the show. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please hit us with that good rating in your podcasting app. It's a free show, so come on. It's the least you could do. Also, we still need help figuring out what to talk about next. We're looking for folks who wouldn't mind coming on the show to explain how they too are a work in progress. So if that's you, call us at 805-626-8707. That's 805-MANUP07. Or you can email us at manup at slate.com. And if you want to help Bridget with her research on work-life balance at the Better Life Lab, we left the link in the description, so make sure you check that out. And also, do not forget to make sure you're subscribed because we've got new shows every week, and believe me, you don't want to miss out. Man Up is hosted and written by me, Eamon Ismail. It's produced by Cameron Drews. Our editors are Jeffrey Bloomer and Lowen Liu. Gabriel Roth is editorial director of Slate Podcasts. June Thomas is the senior managing producer of Slate Podcasts. We'll be back next week with more Man Up. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.